Boker Tov, good morning. Welcome to the Vashlafi. Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 are so powerful. I don't know how quickly we'll get through this. We spent a bunch of time uh, researching it, looking at it from different uh, commentators and the, looking up the Greek words, the equivalent Hebrew words. So I hope it'll bless you. But it's so powerful that, that John, Yochanan, uh, the Shliach, the apostle, the Jewish Shliach Yochanan, John, who's receiving this, this apocalypse, this revelation, uh, erupts in an outburst in verse uh, 5, and he says, my goodness, he says, he's, he just erupts with uh, this outburst, says, to the one loving us, uh, to the one who's loving us, and he's loosed us from our sins uh, through his own blood. You know, the, the Lamb of God is the, is the key, um, one of the key parts of the parsha this coming week, this coming Shabbat in uh, Shemot in Exodus chapter 12, the Elohim, the Lamb of God. And the Lamb of God, Elohim, boy, 29 times in the book of Revelation. And he says, he loosed us from our sins. Well, who did that? The Lamb of God. And he says, uh, and this word loosed from our sins, he's, it literally means he's, he's unfastened us. He did it, and he still does it. One of the Hebrew equivalent words would be natar. It means to spring forward to another place, to spring forward to another place. And that's what his blood did, his dam. The dam, dam is blood in Hebrew, dam from adamah, the, the ground, the, the ground uh, adam comes from the adamah, and dam is blood, blood of the Messiah. Uh, he released us, so we spring forward to another place it also can, loose dust can come from patah, to open up. Well, anyway, and he says, and he's made us a kingdom of priests to his God and Father, a, a, a makut, a makut, a kingdom of koanim. Imagine that. Well, he's, and he says to the, he says, he says, amen. He's, he's just overwhelmed it over. So let's look at these verses in chapter uh, one, verses uh, four, four and five, but to review a little bit, just to go back to the word witness, martyr, remember the word witness in Revelation 1. Uh, this book is so important because he says, he says, uh, he bore record, John, he says he bore record of the word of God and of the testimony, the witness of Yeshua HaMashiach. He bore record. And this word witness is used 90 times in John's writings. A witness a mar- and where we get the word martyr, who's someone who gives his life for the cause, for what he believes, what he's literally is what he's seen or heard. To witness is to be what you've seen, you're a witness of what you've seen or heard or known. And it's like a, a video live stream. He's seen this, he's witnessed this, 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 what he's writing to us. And and he says he's a witness to what is he? What is he seeing? What is this video live stream? He's, he's that's taking place. The word of God, and Yeshua. He says a witness of the word, born witness to the word of God, logo the word of God, and of Yeshua the Messiah, as many as he saw the thing, as many things rather as he saw. So then the so. Then he says the blessing, which we already talked about, the blessing, the trifold blessing uh, for those who read, reading, remember reading, hearing, and uh, keeping or watching over 
the words of this prophecy, this prophecy, because it's a prophecy, an uncovering of Yeshua the Messiah himself. And so verse 4, he says, John, to the seven churches, the seven ecclesias, the, this word in the, the, the Greek, ekle, ekklesia, uh, translated church, church really, is the called out ones, the called out ones. The Hebrew equivalent would be kahal. Kahila is what we use of a, in, in Jewish life. A kahila is a, a synagogue. But the kahal means to gather to implement a plan. To gather, and isn't that what we're supposed to be as the body of Messiah? We're gathered to implement a plan. We don't just get together, but we gather to implement a plan. We have a mission, a purpose. We're called out. The Greek word is beautiful as well. Ekklesia is ek is out and klesia called. We're called out ones, out called of God, summoned together to like in, in that world of, of the Bible there, they would be summoned in the Greek world, the Hellenistic world, they'd be summoned together to get here important information, gathered maybe in the town center. But Hebrew, gathered together, kahal, to implement a plan. Now there, he says to the seven churches. Why seven? Why seven? Well, there's a few, let me mention a few things. Seven is the word, the, the Hebrew number for completion, Sometimes perfection, but always completion. Uh, that's why on Shabbat, what is Shabbat? The Sabbath. Shabbat is rest. We could translate it as rest because we have Shabbat on the seventh day after God completed his work of creation. Creation in six days, he created the world. Seventh day, we, he rested. He's, it's finished. In Revelation, the fullness and the finality of God's Judgment is coming upon mankind, on humankind, on humanity. And it's revealed in this book of Revelation. So seven is the completion. Uh, and the seven churches can represent all the churches. There are all these kehilot, all these individual congregations, these kehilas throughout Turkey. But there were more than seven. You say, well, so, so why did he just choose seven? Well, we don't know completely. There could have been different reasons that he just chose seven. There were many. There were at least, you know, we, we know of four, five specific others, like Colossae and others that were not mentioned, uh, Hierapolis, others that were not mentioned. But he mentions these specific ones, but basically there it could also be that He's mentioned, he's really speaking to the whole. They represent all, all the whole. It's to the whole body of Messiah. Seven, the completion. So he's seven, he's saying seven, but it's complete to the whole body of Messiah. There are in, there, all the sevens occur in Revelation. I'll mention some of them. Seven kihilot, or churches, ecclesia. Seven spirits, seven golden menorahs. Seven stars, menorahs are the lampstands, or menorahs. Seven stars, seven torches, seven seals, seven horns, seven eyes, seven angels, seven shofars, uh, or trumpets, shofars, uh, the ram's horns. Seven thunders, seven crowns, uh, seven heads, uh, seven hills, seven kings, seven plagues, seven bowls, lots of sevens. Uh, and of course, mentioned there are seven blessings. If you calculate uh, how many blessings there are, berchot, seven blessings in the book of Revelation, promise. So this number seven is for completion. And so he says, to the, he's writing to the seven kehilot, the seven 
churches, ecclesia, the outcall of God. We are called out to God. We are called out and we are called together to implement a plan. We are gathered, we gather. When we gather every Shabbat, we're, we have a plan. There's a, God has a plan and we're there to implement it and it's to reach the world. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile in Romans 1, 16, it is to bring it is to bring hope and life it is to be a home for people to heal. It is to be a place where people can be discipled and grow. And when we gather together, it's to hear the word of God and to grow and to be fed and to feed others, make disciples. In Matthew 28, we have a, there's a plan. God has the plan and we implement it. We're, we're there to implement it together. We're not, be, to live, we're not to be alone. We're to be with others. Uh, and then he says the greeting, grace and peace, grace and peace. Charis and Irini in the Greek, Charis and Irini. In Hebrew, it would be uh, Chesed Vishalom. Chesed Vishalom or Chen Vishalom. Beautiful Hebrew and Greek words. What do they mean? Well, grace, Charis, is God's undeserved favor. And God's grace is towards us. And it's like a greeting. You know, we, we, we greet when we, in Hebrew, of course, we say Shalom. Well, in those days, in the Greek world, the Hellenistic world, maybe they would have said, uh, some sort of a greeting. It's really saying from God, grace, undeserved favor. Chesed means this entire devotion. God's entirely devoted to us. Chen, his undeserved gift toward us, undeserved gift. And shalom, what is shalom? Shalom, well, shalom is the same idea, to harmonize, harmonize as the Greek word erini. Erini, Greek means one once again, one again. God bringing one, making you one again or binding together what's been separated. Well, shalom has the same idea. It's the idea of harmonizing. We say shalom, we're saying, may you be well again. May you be well, may you be whole, may you well, well-being. And so it's a beautiful greeting. God says shalom, chesed v'shalom, or charis v'erini, grace and peace. And so he, uh, he offers us that. Even this first section, he just erupts in praise and worship and saying to the one who loved loving us and loosed us from our sins and made us a kingdom of priests, to him be glory and honor. So God bless you. Have a Yom Tov Shalom.